listening to Pet Candy. Welcome to our new show, Obsessed, a show where we talk about whatever it is we're currently obsessed with. I'm Caitlin Palmer. I'm Clay. And we're Obsessed. obsessed. Welcome back, everybody. Did you miss us? I bet you missed us. We missed you. Oh, we started. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Clay, did you miss? Did you miss our listeners? I know we kind of had a little hiatus uh, because of the website and all that good stuff and things that you probably already know. Right. We're going to do like a bonus episode to catch everybody up. Yeah. Yeah. You've missed so much because our lives are so exciting. (laughs) Especially mine. I ordered, okay, so last week I was really in a funk when I wrote all this. And so I decided to make myself feel better. I would add to cart, add to cart, add to cart, add to cart, and then add to cart again. And none of my serotonin came in last week. And then yesterday I had three boxes of serotonin and it was great. Three boxes of very expensive serotonin. Very expensive serotonin, but the best serotonin ever. So Clay, how you doing? Um, pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. I'm waiting to find out what your um your topic's going to be. Well, first I want you to tell me a story cuz that's our layout. You tell me a story <laughs> and then I tell you a story or vice versa. Right. Well, I definitely have a story absolutely picked out, fully researched. I do want to bring up this is important. Now, I've expressed some concern in the past. Okay. That um, we are labeled as a com a comedy podcast, but there is a distinct lack of jokes or any laughing in pretty much all of all of our episodes. I laugh. <laughs> our contract is only for ten episodes, <gasps> so it's kind of like now we've got to impress really ramp right it up, ramp these, it up. these last two. This is your last chance, so I really hope you picked a good topic and not not something silly. Well, um, now I have anxiety, so I will be ordering <laughs> some more serotonin. How have I robbed my own wallet? At <laughs> <laughs> two wallet. Right. So uh, a, a little concerning. Yeah, this is your last episode, and then my next one will be my last one. Yeah, but you slap so much ass, babe. It's right. I, I'm not worried about me. I am worried about you. Wow. That, that you will let us down. Whoa. Anyway. Uh, oh, who's that? There's... Somebody at the door. Let me oh, just okay. Go grab check that. that real quick. Oh. Hey, how you? Oh, no. Unfortunately, I have knocked Clay unconscious. Oh, God. Hi. Can you I help? You may not know me, but we know each other. Do you see, we? I am your biggest investor. I hold the most shares in your podcast. Your little podcast talk thing. You okay, have well, you have upset the cats. They'll be fine, I'm sure. Meow. My name is E.W. Moneybags. Uh, Mr. Moneybags, good to meet you. Can I get you a cup of coffee? You mind if I smoke in here? Uh, yes. Actually, I'm oh, very allergic. That's too bad. I am going to smoke both of these cigars simultaneously. Oh, okay. They're very expensive cigars. They smell terrible. Yes, my father made them. He okay. He owns all of the tobacco. All of it? Yes, I'm a very wealthy man. In fact... My name, uh, E.W. Moneybags, does stand for Extremely Wealthy Moneybags. That is my first and middle name, and also my last. I am so confused about what's happening right now. Is my husband okay? Is he outside? Um, he may be dead. Uh-uh. He'll be all right. 
Listen, I came in because, well, we got the results in. Okay. The ratings are low. Oh, shit. You do need to be, um, funny. Oh. Yes. Yeah, there's something about uh, the comedy part of the comedy podcast. Oh, shit. Um, I thought that we were so unfunny that it made us funny. That's kind of funny, but not the laugh, laugh, ha, ha funny. Just it's more like, like the snort. sad funny, yeah. Oh, yeah, like when I look in a mirror. I just wanted to pop in and let you know this is your last chance. You were contracted for 10 episodes, but I might just cut you off here at 9. If you this don't is, impress me here. So. This is bullshit. Okay. Yeah, I can destroy a contract if I choose. I am extremely wealthy. As you've mentioned. Right. Yes. That is my name. That That is your name that has been established. It's canon. Well, listen, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to go hide in the bathroom and smoke the rest of these cigars that okay. I wrapped in $100 bills. Oh, no, don't do that. I have some smelling paper? salts for your husband. Okay. Is he going to be okay? Certainly. Certainly to, he will be okay. Do I need okay. to call 911? For many reasons, but not because of his uh, his personal safety. Okay. I'm going to politely ask you to wake my husband up, and then you're more than welcome to go use our bathroom. It might stink. Clay was just recently in there, but you are welcome to go. That's smoke. funny. I'm sure if he was here, he would say something snarky about that. But he's unconscious. He Let me wake him up, and I'll get out of your hair. I will be listening to this live, so... Okay, thank you. Keep that in mind. Yes, yes, Do you want a cigar? No, I'm good, thank you. That's fine. I was not going to give you one. I didn't think you would. Yes. Oh, have fun. Thanks. Oh! Clay, are you okay? Oh, my God. Oh, my head. Oh, are you okay, honey? Do you remember anything that happened? No. You told me I could buy a whole bunch of shit, and I did. I know that's not true. It is, though. It isn't. Hey, honey. Did I do my story before I passed out? Um, yeah. Okay, great. You, you sure did. All right, so what's your uh, your topic about? Well, I was excited about this episode. Oh, why aren't you excited? Well, you know, it's just a little birdie whispered in my ear about that we need to be funnier, and I didn't pick a funny. Oh, no, you read all the comments, huh? Oh, man. <laughs> Damn, why are people mean? <laughs> well, anyway, Clay... Yes. Would you like, before we get started, I know, listeners, I know you already know because it's in the title, but uh, Clay, do you want to guess? What yeah, I'm playing at an unfair advantage here. I don't have the title first. I, I don't know. No, he doesn't. He knows nothing. I know nothing. There's a hint. I know d- about all. He knows d- all. And I know all about d- He knows all about d- <laughs> d- Yeah, he does it. Jesus, please cut that out. No, don't. Um, Leave it. <laughs> That has to be a race. No. We'll be right back with more pet candy. Hey, this is Omar Lopez. And Eric Meyer. And we want you to check out our new podcast, Working Class, where two lawyers from opposite sides of the law discuss the hottest employment issues today from both the employee and the employer perspective. Check us out on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting platform. But for real, though, everybody, can we just talk about how great Brave Paws is? We got a free sample. We did. We're going to be completely transparent with you. We did. We got some free stuff. And it 
works. Yeah, I was a little surprised. Like, I'm not going to lie, you get this stuff and it's doesn't really seem like a typical pet treat, right? Right. But we gave it to our pets and they gobbled them right up. They do. <laughs> they do. And it's nice because it's like you give so many pills per pound. So you don't have to buy like three different sizes. You know, our little guy gets a half of one. Our big one gets three. Right. And he loves it. He takes them like a treat. Now being plant-based, you're kind of like, ooh, are they going to like it? Right. That's what I'm saying. It's it's like, it's dry and sort of leafy. And it, like I said, it just doesn't, normally when you get a pet treat, it's kind of like moist and squishy. Mm -hmm. But you you know, know, they don't usually eat those, I found. Well, that's because ours are extremely picky, which is why it was so surprising they ate these. Exactly. All... and we, we got we got more than one dog. We're going to be for real with y'all. But uh, they eat it. And they eat it well. Yeah, and it worked. It does. We live in the Deep South, a.k.a. Satan's Armpit. And it storms and rains at least once a week. Like, at least once a week, we're under some kind of watch. Like, a hurricane watch, that's a Tuesday. And our dogs are weenies. So, when it starts, like, with the lightning and the rain and everything, mm-hmm. they freak out. So they do. We really put these to the test. Right. And I did not think that they would work like they did. As well as they do. And this is a non-prescription. You don't have to go to the vet and get it. It's not going to knock them out. It's not a sedative. It's just a calming support. And it does. We had lightning hit very close to our house. Within a mile. It rattled our windows. It was scary. I was even scared. I love bad weather. And we gave everybody their happy pills. And (laughs) they put their brave paws on. And everybody laid down and went to sleep. And it was fun. We wouldn't lie to you. We would, we would at least not. not record this part if, exactly. if it didn't work and we didn't actually. Exactly. And we're both in the an- animal industry and we have been for years and years. So we would not tell you about a product if we did not believe in it ourselves. Yeah, it absolutely worked for us. So maybe it'll work for you. Go check it out. Mybravepaws.com. Go put your brave paws on. Brave paws. Give your pet the courage they need to weather the storm. So what's your topic? Well, Clay, in an enchanted forest, miles from the castle... I already know what's going on. A maiden sat weeping near a stream. Her father had harshly told her that she was to wed. This marriage would seal an alliance and bring wealth to her family. She was heartbroken. All of her choices were being taken from her. She didn't want to marry a smelly old man. Why couldn't she have a young, handsome prince like the girls in her books? Through her tears, she saw a shimmer by the trees. She looked up, but saw nothing. She sank back into her sadness, and tears now flowed more freely. A soft, musical sound rose, (laughs) roused her from her sorrow. As she looked up, the light that reflected through her tears cast a rainbow prism as the glowing beast approached her. A soft muzzle nuzzled her face. Immediately, she felt joy. As the velvety snout wiped away her tears, the maiden stroked the creature, the noble head, and looked up. A glimmering spiraled horn cast a glory of light across the grove as the princess looked directly into the kind, wise eyes of the unicorn. Yeah, two things. I don't know what happened. It was like I tapped in. You got one sentence in. I was like, oh, it's unicorns. Everything makes sense. The crystals, The you painted a unicorn. I did. It's um, here on the table. It's here on the table, right. I wondered why that was there. Uh, 
<laughs> I probably should have figured this out sooner. I will say I checked out about halfway through that because you got to the line, stroked its head. I noticed that and I tripped over the wording, but I was like, it's appropriate. This is our show. Oh, man. Again, our parents. You forget like instantly every time. I do. I do. It's like magic. I'm okay with like everyone else knowing magic. what a bad person I am, except for my dad. I got, okay, listen. Well, he would probably also laugh at it, though. He probably would. But then when I talk to him next, he'll be like. Kate one. He'd make a dad joke about it. He does. Being Sometimes a, he makes Being really- a horny subject. A oh, horny topic. Oh, Clay. I'm tell- Clay has a secret affair in a family somewhere because he's trans dad. Like, <laughs> he is a dad. There's children out there somewhere. But um, anyway, as you know, I have already know, I've been in a funk lately. I just really haven't been feeling myself, and it seems like I'll never achieve my dream. <laughs> I went through about four subjects for this week's topic, and while I definitely plan to go back to them, they just weren't the one. I couldn't muster up the, the spark to talk about them and to do them justice. It's not a secret that I struggle with mental health, and as long as I can remember, unicorns have been my go-to subject for art. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many notebooks I filled up with unicorn drawings and stickers. As a little girl, I spent my days watching The Last Unicorn and Legend and just wanted that fantasy life. When things get too hard and I can't cope, I draw unicorns. And for just a few minutes, I'm in a magical world where my dreams come true and I can literally be anything. They've brought me endless comfort, and I'm very excited to talk about them. <laughs> I guess so. You went a little spiel there about how much you love unicorns. I really do. Okay, so when I'm on the phone with somebody and they're being mean to me, I start drawing unicorns. When I'm upset and I didn't notice I do it until one of my many therapist sessions, that I draw unicorns when I'm upset because they make me happy. When we think of fantasy creatures which is what this podcast is all about. Or are they fantasy? Mm. 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 The unicorn is the first one that comes to mind, you know, right beside dragons and mermaids when you think of fantasy creatures. Unicorns are mythical, or are they animals that have been known since antiquity? Most commonly depicted today is a white horse with a single horn on their forehead. In European art literature, they were described as having more of a goat-like appearance, cloven hooves, and sometimes a goat beard. They're a symbol of purity and virginity. Lame. <laughs> yeah, I like I like the goat unicorns better. I do too. I think they're cooler. Cause like just a regular ass horse with a regular ass horn is kind of like, okay, all right. But you know, it's so weird. Like that's a fantasy animal, but a freaking giraffe is a real thing. Yeah, a giraffe is definitely weird. <laughs> Kathy Bear is a real thing. They're less weird than I think a giraffe is. Yeah, giraffes are weird. Oh, cappies. Oh, cappies are weird. Narwhals are weird. Yeah, narwhal. Narwhals are weird. Narwhals. 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 And it's cool because that's a tooth, right? Not even a horn. It's a tusk. Yeah, it's a a single tusk. Yeah, it's really, really cool. It's pretty dope. It is hella dope. Somebody probably thought that narwhals weren't real. Yeah, I really didn't think they were real because, I mean, you look at them and it's like, oh yeah, that's made up. Like somebody somebody took a weird bulbousy whale thing and just slapped a horn on it like a unicorn. Oh, well, and we're going to talk about narwhals too. Oh, cool. I know. So when most people think of a unicorn, they think of the magical sparkling horse dancing among the rainbows, pooping the rainbows. Mm. But the original lore of the creature is uh, not that. Like most cryptids, the unicorn craze didn't come about all at once. Rather, it kind of built upon itself. 
So according to the Encyclopedia Britannica, you know, I always have, we we love a quote. We love a good quote. (laughs) The earliest description in Greek literature of a single horned animal was by the historian Cestius, um, that was back in 400 BCE, who related that the Indian wild ass (laughs) was the size of a horse with a white body, purple head, blue eyes, And on its forehead was a cubit long horn colored red and pointed at the tip, black in the middle, white at the base. Those who drank from its horn were thought to be protected from stomach trouble, epilepsy, and poison. It's very fleet of foot and difficult to capture. The actual animal behind Stesia's subscription was probably the Indian rhinoceros. Okay, but that doesn't look anything like a donkey. Well, but if, you do, if you've never seen a rhino and you don't know what to compare it to, I can see the horse-ish head. Not me. No. I mean, I guess if you have also not seen like a hippo. Right. Well, they, they wouldn't have. Wouldn't maybe. have seen a hippo either? Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> this is according to the Encyclopedia Britannica. Take it up with them. Oh, okay. I will. <laughs> they first appeared in Mesopotamian artwork, but honestly, to me, that artwork looks more like an ox. I believe it's because it's in profile and it looks like it has one horn, hmm. but I personally, I could see, I, I thought it looked more like an ox. And a fun fact, a cubit is approximately 17 and a half inches. This was also the unit of measurement for Noah's Ark. Hmm. That was a fun little, little thing. A cubit. cubit. Who's responsible for that weird measurement? I don't know. I guess Greeks, huh? I Noah? I, mean, I don't know. I was going to say, this is like, I, I never really, I guess, pictured a unicorn as a Greek mythological creature. They kind of, they're all over. So it's, they're, they're interesting. There's sightings similar of similar animals all over the world. Our friend Pliny the Elder, we know him personally. Oh God, yes. We know him personally. He came to the house the other day. <laughs> uh, described them in his first century CE book, Natural History, book eight. Comma 31. As, what the hell does that mean? I don't know, but that's how it was written, so that's how I read it. The unicorn, but the unicorn, and then in parentheses, monoceridum. Oh, neat. Is the fiercest animal, and it's said that it's impossible to capture one alive. It has the body of a horse, the head of a stag, the feet of an elephant, the tail of a boar, and a single black horn three feet long in the middle of its forehead. Its cry is a deep bellow. So that is not the magical (laughs) rainbow unicorn of today. That is almost an entirely different creature. Yes. Um, I was going to point out you talking about like the weird word. Mono means one. -uh. (laughs) Nuh-uh. I was going to say the serotin is probably like like, what's it called? Like keratin or whatever yeah. to mean like horn. Right. Right. That so makes sense. One horn is yeah. probably what that translates to. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Elanius from 170 to 230 CE, his book on the characteristics of animals, book three, chapter four. And this is a quotation. India produces horses with one horn. Elanius from 170 to 230 CE, in his book on the characteristics of animals, book three, chapter four, India produces a horse with one horn, they say, and the same country fosters asses, he, with a single horn, and from these horns they make drinking vessels, and if anyone puts deadly poison in them and a man drinks, the plot will do him no harm. For it seems the horn, both of the horse and of the ass, he, is the antidote to the poison. So I've, I've definitely heard that, that like uh, grinding up a unicorn horn 
creates a panacea that will just cure any ailment. Yeah, right? there's all kinds of magic. Some unicorn water. dust. Uh, I was also. <laughs> I was that gonna, sounds like a drug. It does. It sounds exactly like a drug. We'll be right back with more pet candy. I love my fur babies so much, but when they're stressed out, it makes me stressed out. Mine hate loud noises like thunderstorms and fireworks, and sometimes they just don't want to be left home alone. To help keep your dogs calm in moments of stress, use Brave Paws Anxiety and Stress Support Chewables for Dogs. These plant-based chewables promote calm behavior with natural ingredients that have been clinically studied. Did I mention they're fast-acting and non-drowsy? I especially love that the natural ingredients are sustainably sourced. How cool is that? Want to learn more? Check out mybravepaws.com. Your dog will be happy you did. Uh, I was going to say, also talking about fostering asses, uh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's very kind of them, that they would take in those lone uh, orphaned asses poor little and buds. give them a home. Yeah, well, you know, that's how everyone, if you want to save asses, foster. <laughs> follow this link. Follow this link. Spay and neuter your ass. <laughs> In the east, we see the Kirin, which is a very similar creature, quadrupedal, horned, horse-like. Its appearance is said to either predict the birth of a royal baby or certain death. Now, you have accidentally swerved into my lane because as unicorns are to you, dragons are to me. They are. And a Kirin is actually considered... It's a kind of dragon. A kind of dragon, yes. right. Yes. Sometimes the birth of a royalty... A royalty... a birth, The birth of a royalty. <laughs> the birth of a royal baby and certain death can sometimes kind of go hand in hand. You know, you know the whole thing with the royals and such. In 2012, North Korea unearthed the lair of one of the unicorns ridden by the ancient Korean king, Tom Young. It literally said unicorn lair. Oh, okay. But allegedly the translation was meant to say Kirin. I mean, either way, I guess, if you're talking about... Which is still really cool to have unearthed that. Uh, Marco Polo even says he saw one, but described them as brutes that were scarcely smaller than an elephant. He was confused why people thought they were whimsical, as they were giants who spent a lot of time in the mud and the muck. It's almost certain that he was seeing a herd of rhinos. Yeah, I was going to say, that kind of sounds like a rhino. It does, yeah. And it's possible that the unicorns of old were simply one antlered antelope, rhinos, or even goats with two horns that were viewed in profile. Hmm. Yeah. So it just looks like one. Yeah, I know there's a, a common problem with uh, a lot of uh, cryptids that people will sometimes take a look, or they did you know, back in the day when people really couldn't read. They would take a look at these books that would have these etchings of what the creatures look like. But a lot of times it was just a regular animal that was just kind of drawn weird. Right. Well, and it's like they there's this thing going around TikTok with people and it looks like they're flipping you off. But then it's like, this is why we take two views of an X-ray. And then like you turn and there's like more than one. Right. I'm going to bring up dragons again. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, a thing with dragons is that old sketches of like these snakes would have uh, their tongues out because, you know, they would flick the air to get the temperature. But done not super great and kind of at that profile angle would make it look like a large serpent that was shooting a gout of flame. Right. Well, they have that split tongue and then it's stylized. So it does. Yeah, I can definitely see that for sure. 
Uh, so let's see. Unicorns even been mentioned in the Bible. Oh. Yes. Some passages refer to a strong and splendid horned animal called the Rayim, which has been translated to unicorn or rhinoceros. Oh. Many translations just say it's a wild ox, which is actually the correct translation of Rayim. But oxen have two horns. So, uh, what typically, tr- yes. Typically, yes. So, what are you trying to hide, King James? That's what I want to know. All the unicorns. <gasps> Keeping him for himself. No! He's like the Red Bull. King Haggard bastard. (laughs) Okay, so King James, he did some stuff. So fun fact, to deem the authenticity of the horn, King James, and this is a quote, summon the favorite servant and instruct them to drink a drought of poison from which powdered unicorn horn had been added. The servant did so, and James could not have been more unpleasantly surprised when the servant promptly expired. Hmm. He got a bust unicorn horn. He did. Yeah, somebody cut that with, uh, like, ram horn. Yeah, it, it, that's why it was cheap. We're still making allusions to drugs here. We are. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> we are not getting renewed. But then in other lore, while they're still a virtuous animal, unicorns are said to fall prey to vanity, spending hours admiring themselves in a silver mirror. Which I would, too, because if I looked like a unicorn, I would be like, I'm so pretty. Right. Now... From my understanding, and I don't know if you've got something about this in here and I'm accidentally pulling you off track, but um, unicorns, I believe, are typically considered to be fae creatures like fairies. So most of what I've read is more that they're a terrestrial magic creature. Okay. I've always heard that they were sylvan in nature, very fairy-like. I love that. I didn't find that in my research, but I could have just missed it. Yeah, but that would make sense, like the looking at themselves. Right. Uh, and that was only one especially, source that I found that Especially in. in a silver mirror, since silver is a pure metal, whereas Ooh. like fairies don't like uh, cold iron because it's a dirty metal. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. It's... So they're described both ways. So they're described as like fierce, powerful creatures. And then they're also described as dainty and fair. (laughs) And it's also said that the horn has powers and touching it to water can purify the water, making it safe for other animals to drink from. I feel like I've literally seen a scene like that where a unicorn dips a horn in a lake and it like ripples and becomes a Oh, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Don't you worry about that. Was that that. the last unicorn? Well, yes. And we're going to talk about it. (laughs) Okay. Cups made from a unicorn horn were prized, commonly in the Middle Ages, but were actually tusks or narwhal horns. It's uh, believed that the horn nullifies any poison, so you can see why it was a big... That was the number one way of offing your husband, Clay. I love you so much. Right, back before, you know, modern technology where you could detect poison. It's like, oh, this guy died. Oh, you said he, like, said some backwards words? Uh, Probably a demon killed him. It's okay. Just scoop him under the house. Right. <laughs> we'll leave that. No for need the to do an investigation. Yeah. No need to do an investigation. Yeah. This was man was obviously killed by demons. Clearly enjoying paganism. Enjoying paganism. <laughs> so, and it's alleged to have other magical and curative properties, not just poison, but you know, you drink right. this cup and you're better. Right. No matter what ails you. Uh, a, right. A panacea. Oh, I love that word. One of the earliest interpretations appears in the Physiologists, an ancient Greek bestiary. It states that the unicorn is a strong, fierce animal and can be caught only if a virgin maiden is placed before it. The unicorn leaps into the virgin's lap and she suckles it and leads it to the king's palace. Suckles it? Uh, Yeah, like nurses it. 
with her nipples. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah, not not for me. You know that lady that uh, nursed her cat on the on the plane? That's what this reminded me of. <laughs> Except it's a, a big ass horse or goat, depending. Right. Or rhino or weird like elephant yeah. creature. <laughs> or an oxen. We don't know. Or just an ox. Or just an ox. Just an ox. But to see a unicorn was to stumble upon it. You have to go deep in the woods. Right. You can't find one by looking for it. It kind of it has comes, to be want to. It comes to you, right? Yeah. That gave me chills. <laughs> uh, so it said that only the pure of heart could see them. So this is the subject of See, that, famous... that's more along the lines of like sylvan creatures and fairies. That's what it I'm saying. It is. You're right. You're right. So, I'm not crazy. I'm the only one who's not crazy. Right, honey. Here, here. Drink your juice. Drink your juice. <laughs> it's not that I mean you. <laughs> So this is the subject of the famous unicorn tapestries. That's where you've seen that picture of the unicorn dipping her horn. Oh, okay. And it is in The Last Unicorn. They do have the unicorn tapestries, but they're edited So the tapestry came first, and then the movie pulled inspiration from that? Yeah, the movie and the book are from... I, I, it's fairly recently. It's it's within this last century. The author's still Yeah, alive. I know they're, they're old. Not necessarily that old. Right. But yeah, no. Last Unicorn, Peter Beagle. We love it. Mm. Magic, do as you will. Oh, Schmedrick. <laughs> Schmedrick. Okay. I forget that was his name. That was his name, Schmedrick the Magician. The Unicorn Tapestries, they're famous tapestries. They're woven around 1500, the year 1500, and feature the unicorn as their centerpiece. But the tale they spin is a very dark one. Mm. They depict the hunt of the unicorn. Oh. Remember, the prize was the horn. Right, of course. The tapestries feature many recognizable plants and animals, and they seem to suggest it's a true story. So they're not embellished to be more fantasy-like. They feature real animals that live right. real plants, real things. We'll be right back with more Pet Candy. Hello, this is Caitlin Palmer. You probably know me as the desk wench. You know, the sweet TikTok receptionist who has to deal with the evil Karen Stevens. Well, if you like that, you are going to love my new podcast, Desk Wench Confessions. On my show, I have funny guests who tell me about their own Karens. Plus, we have contests, giveaways, and skits. Trust me, you are going to love it. Check it out on a podcast platform of your choice on Vet Candy Radio. Another piece shows a unicorn kneeling and placing her horn into a stream. She's surrounded by animals and even hunters. But in this moment, all is peaceful. But then it's not. The unicorn spooks, jumps into the stream and away from the hunters and dogs. She hopes the water will mask her scent, but the hounds simply lap the water and continue their hunt. The next scene is one of violence. Men with spears and dogs with flashing teeth surround our unicorn. The same horn that just purified the water is now spearing a dog, while her back legs kick furiously at a man behind her who is ready to thrust his spear into her white flesh. There's some missing pieces, but we do have some more that should tell the rest of the story. There's pieces of the tapestries that have gone missing throughout history. The wounded unicorn is found by a young maiden, though we can only see her fingers in this piece, who strokes the great beast in her rose garden while her own maid looks on. But the men and the dogs are still on her trail and the dogs latch to her once more. Now it should be mentioned that even though the maiden is often in other pieces of art depicted as holding the unicorn while it's murdered, 
Her face is typically one of horror and regret, so it's unclear if the maiden knew that she was being used to bait the animal. Mm. So I imagine there's some art pieces that she knows what she did and some that she's unwilling bait yeah, herself. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Right. So our tale ends at last with the vagabonds returning triumphant to the castle, where they're no doubt met with celebration, for they have slain the unicorn and retrieved the prized horn. Allegory for how awful the ivory trade is? Perhaps. Perhaps. But um, I didn't like that ending, and this is my episode. So, <laughs> since it's been a Well, I was going to say, I mean, there's some good. I mean, they got the horn that can cure all these diseases. Maybe little Timmy will walk again. No, oh, wait, what's that? Timmy. Oh, the, oh, the king just had, like, heartburn, and he wanted that taken care of? Okay, yeah. never mind. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I don't like that ending. And this is my episode. And since it's been a long time, we know there's missing pieces. I'm going to fill in the missing pieces for you, Clay. We don't do uh, cliffhangers here. We don't? We don't. First of all, the dog that was impaled made it to an awesome veterinarian who <laughs> saved him. <laughs> the dog. I was very upset about this dog. The dog is now retired and lives on a farm where he gets to take lots of naps and eat all the leftovers and never gets pancreatitis. The hunter shown in the quote unquote last scene immediately fell over dead because I hate him. The others were so terrified by my wrath that they too ran away. I did some witchy bullshit and reattached the horn and the magnificent unicorn stood back up and told me something deeply moving that changed my life forever. A single tear falls from my face as I stare at awe, but it's wiped away by the unicorn's soft nose. She then turns and runs back into her forest, leaving a trail of stardust. Also, the other dogs were fine, and the remaining men had spicy diarrhea forever at the spicy end. Spicy diarrhea. Spicy diarrhea. What a fantastic fanfic. I, I just wrote a fanfic. Yeah. I mean, that's what that is. That's a fanfic. That's straight up a fanfic. I'm not ashamed. You should be. (laughs) (laughs) In a completely separate piece. So this is like a separate tapestry. Like it's not thought to be part of this exact story. Probably the same but we don't know exactly. But somebody was like, man, everybody's doing cool unicorn tapestries. I'm going to get in on that market. I'm going to jump in on this. So in a completely separate piece, the unicorn sits nobly in a small wooden, wooden fence wearing a collar. Most people have seen this picture. They just don't know where it's from. Despite. Despite the capture, he appears proud and of his collar. He's wearing his head high. It's believed that this particular piece was a wedding gift, likely hanging above the wedding bed. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> and represents a husband proud to be bound to his wife and tamed by love. Oh, wow. So he compared himself to a unicorn. No, the artist did. Okay. Yeah. I'm saying like the husband's like, ah, I am the unicorn. I'm the prize that you have caught. Let me display this. Certificate. Clay, Clay, they're not here to listen to our wedding vows. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But um, the reason I I say he in that one is the unicorn has has a beard, like a goat beard. That don't mean he. Well, it doesn't, but just kind of in the more traditional art. But women can have beards too, and that's great. (laughs) And that's great. And that's great. Encyclopedia Britannica, let's go back to those little guys. Some medieval writers likened the unicorn to Christ who raised up a horn of salvation for mankind and dwelt in the womb of the Virgin Mary. So kind of like how we were assholes that killed Christ. <laughs> yeah. People were assholes that killed the unicorn. The unicorn, right. And the unicorn yeah. also had healing properties. So, exactly. You know, that too. Exactly. Like, hey, here's this great thing. <laughs> we killed it. Right. Yeah. It'd be like chasing down Jesus to like lop off his hands. Yeah. It was like, ah, oh, these bad boys will cure blindness. Right. And it was like, wait, they don't work anymore. White people. <laughs> 
<laughs> white people. White people suck. We suck. I can say that. I'm a white people. Uh, but yeah, that, that pretty much tracks, you know. So other fun stuffs. Um, the unicorns link to the rainbow. What, blah, blah, blah. The Good rainbow. Lord, the rainbow. I can't talk tonight. It's what really creature late. is that? The rainbow. <laughs> Sounds like a creature. It does. Let's make it up. That's a side project for another day. <laughs> so can, the unicorn's draw. link to the rainbow was a Victorian invention. Uh, some legends tell of the unicorn fighting an elephant and ultimately killing the elephant by spearing it with its horn. Damn. Or possibly a little stabby stab from a hoof. Why, though? I still don't know. <laughs> yeah, but why, though? But it was likely a property dispute. Okay. Well, I mean, that makes sense. Right. Elephants right. can be extremely territorial. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Another enemy of the unicorn is the lion. Maybe a race for the throne, question mark. It's illustrated in the 1950s tale, The Fairy Queen by Edmund Spencer, though they appear together on the royal coat of arms for the United Kingdom. So the lion represents England and the unicorn represents Scotland. That's another thing. Hmm. Unicorns do not graze on grass. They get their nutrients from the sun and presumably rainbows and candy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They're herd animals. They typically live in groups of four to five. Really? Which I, makes the last unicorn even sadder. Even sadder. I was going to say, I have i don't know that I've ever seen anything depicting multiple unicorns with each other. It's always been like a solitary thing. A so, or, you know, sometimes you'll see like the mom and the foal or like you'll see the two together, a couple of unicorns, you know, together. <laughs> Mating? Biblically. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. Biblically together? Biblically together. Uh, and then their eyes are usually purple or blue. Hmm. So they're just fantasy and pretty. Uh, a related search. I was trying to figure out why the unicorn and the elephant don't like each other. Please, if you know, please tell me in the comments because it's bothering me. Why? Why, why I mean, don't they like each other? That might be like a rhino and elephant thing. Maybe. It may, I wonder yeah, if they get you know into what? it. May probably so. That makes sense. They're in the same biome anyway. Hmm. But a related search was, what happened to the unicorn that killed my girlfriend? <laughs> what? Exactly. And I was like, I, you know what? I'm clicking it. Clickbait. Here I come. Let's do it. And uh, the unicorn that killed my girlfriend is a punk and scene band. Huh. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's a pretty good name. It is. For, for a punk scene band. Right. Right. So there are other meanings of the word unicorn. And my pervy fam out there probably knows one of these. But in vet med, we talk about unicorn clinics. So that's usually a clinic where you feel appreciated and loved and part of the team, especially if you were in a toxic environment. It's kind of like your dream job. Right. Like, like I'm unhappy where I am. I have to find my unicorn clinic. Yeah. Or somebody being described as a unicorn being some like rare and upstanding exactly. person. Yeah. Yeah. That's on here, too. The term is also used for the third person in a menage toi. Sometimes they just join the couple for sexy time, and then other times it's more of a commitment. I've never heard that one. I would definitely call a third person a mythical beast because... A mythical beast? Well, like, I don't... Like, like groups of three, if I'm going somewhere and it's going to be me and two other people, I'm like, I'm good. Because three's a crowd. There's always one person that's left out, and that someone is always me. Always. (laughs) It's also a term used for a business... So a venture capital industry to describe a startup company with a value of over $1 billion, according to Investopedia.com. So that probably also means like something very rare. Right. Yeah. Because that's a billion dollars is a big Right. For a startup. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then it can also just refer to a simply amazing person. So someone that's hard to find, someone that just fits in remarkably well. 
So nowadays we think of unicorns as rainbow clad, marshmallow pooping, magical wish granting beings. They're a favorite among children and adults. While I prefer the old school version, the long horn, cloven hooves, lion-like tail, I can certainly appreciate their cuteness in more recent culture. Uh, rainbow colors only derives from them being magical. Truly a tale as old as time, unicorns are indeed immortal and they will live forever in our imaginations, songs, and books. They will continue to inspire us. And maybe, just maybe, they'll lend us their magic from time to time. And then my favorite quote from The Last Unicorn is, she will remember your heart when men are fairy tales and books written by rabbits. We'll be right back with more Pet Candy. Hey, hon, what you doing with your fun? Do flowers have best friends? I don't know. Hey, look. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. That's good stuff. It's so good. <laughs> I love the last unicorn so much. I bet a unicorn definitely lives inside that one dog's heart, though. <laughs> oh, you laughed at that one. Well, only because I know the dog is the dog was fine. Oh, right, of course. You the you know the fine. truth. I I do know the truth. The dog was fine. The dogs don't die in this podcast. <laughs> we don't do that, no, ma'am. Well, uh, do you have anything else to say about the unicorn? I could say a countless lot of things, about, things the- about unicorns. I actually did this. This has been my project this week. Was we got some little miniature D and D figures. I got a unicorn and a bull. And I painted them and I put them on a, like a plaque thing and I'm going to use them to display my pretties and yeah, your crystals, my crystals. <laughs> There's also a crystal called a unicorn crystal and it's like different kinds of amethyst and it's pink and purple and pretty. Hmm. It's, it's in one of my serotonin packages that hasn't come okay. in yet. All right. So you're getting one. I'm, oh, I have already, yeah, well, it has been paid for. It has not arrived at the house yet though. You legally own one. even I if you legally do not own it. one, even though I do not physically hold it in my arms where it belongs. Well, you know what's cooler than unicorns? My next topic. What are you do dragons? I don't know yet. Dogs? I actually haven't decided. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, my next one is a request. So, oh. uh, yeah, we're going to we're going to do that assuming we get a renewed. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> but um we are so sorry for the hiatus. I know a lot of people have asked like, "Hey, where are y'all at? What happened? Where's the episode? Did I miss it?" So there's just been some things going on with the website and all, but it's it's good. It should be back to normal. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, hopefully. We probably should have announced at the beginning we're extending the... Oh, yes. Yeah, no, we definitely should have. We are extending the giveaway uh, because, as you know, the giveaway should have been the other day. Right. So it was going to be for the 15th. Do you you think we should extend it two more weeks or you want to move it to next month? The 25th was what we had decided? I think so. So our episodes usually air on a Wednesday. So our... The new giveaway date, and and again, if anybody doesn't know, to be entered, either follow us on Instagram at Obsessed with the Palmers or send us an email to obsessedwiththepalmers at gmail.com. And then winner will be announced on Wednesday, May the 25th. Yes. Unless anything changes. Yes. And if you email us, tell us what you want us to cover. Yes. And I got some little unicorn napkin holders that are going in the giveaway. (laughs) Okay. Yep. Found them at a yard sale. Don't worry, I'll clean them up before. So just another recap, what's in the box? 
what's in the box of right, wonders, it's been, it's been growing. It's been growing. So we've got the coffee cup. We've got some socks. We've got unicorn napkin holders. We've got cock cola. <laughs> we're going to get a squishmallow. And then we're going to write you a little note. And you get to choose the next topic. Right. Like, you get to choose that. You you hold that power over us. And something else might end up in the giveaway before. Oh, it, it, it seems like the longer will. it goes, the bigger it gets. It certainly will. So we will see you next time. And um, we do hope to hear from you. Bye, everybody. We appreciate you. So what did you think of my episode? Was it okay? Yeah, or? it was pretty good. Is someone... Is someone in our bathroom? Um, oh, oh. Is that E.W. Money? I am E.W. Money Bags, yes. You know each other? Yeah, we met. Um, you might not have been there. I did not come unconscious. I'm not gonna lie. I fell asleep in your bathroom. Oh, it happens. We pass out in the bathroom all the time. Yeah, I, I got so tired from carrying around all this money. I know. It's hard. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. You poor thing. I I am the truest victim. You really are? Well, listen, I'm sure it was fine. I'll listen to it. I'll send you an email if you're fired or not. That's the best way to do it. Okay. Anyway, uh, goodbye. Uh, Good luck in any future ventures. Um, I did shit in the toilet. I did not flush. I smell that. Thank you. Yes. It smells like garlic and wealth. Is that what that is? Yes. Uh, Goodbye. You have a good one now. Bye, Mr. Moneybags. So how did you meet E.W. Moneybags? Um, I was walking out of the grocery store and he knocked me unconscious with a door. He does that a lot, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, it wasn't on hinges. He was wielding it like a weapon. Oh, wow. Yeah. Shit. E.W. Moneybags is not one with whom you fuck. E.W. Moneybags goes hard. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, um. Hopefully that was good enough to impress Mr. Moneybags, I guess. Wait, why do we need to impress Mr. Moneybags? Oh, nothing, nothing. Um, Anyway, Clay, would you mind unclogging the toilet? It smells like rich shit in here. Rich shit, yeah, I guess so. All right. Well, listeners, thanks. See you next time. Pet Candy, Pet Candy, it's Pet Candy Radio.